You're now listening to Sound Talent Media. Check out more shows at SoundTalentMedia.com. Hey, what's up, everyone? I'm Matt Migaki, the vocalist of Cryptopsy and the host of the Vox and Hops Metal Podcast, where I sit down with fellow metal musicians. We talk all about their lives and music while sharing killer craft beers. If you've ever wanted to sneak backstage and share a beer with one of your favorite musicians, well, Vox and Hops is the podcast for you. This week on the podcast, I had an amazing conversation with Morgan Lander and S.J. Jones about Kitty Pig. There is this episode and over 450 other ones to help you enjoy life, metal, and craft beer. So what are you waiting for? It's time to become a Vox and Hops head. Cheers! the musicians guild as brought to you by sound talent media and evergreen podcasts i'm your host steve Choi. thanks for being back here with me and yet again i have been absent uh, mostly being away playing shows running around the country by plane train and automobile but on the other side of that uh What's been delaying more episodes has been also dealing with my lovely and crippling self-doubt. Now, I'm not sure, you know, this is what anyone wants to hear, but in the name of transparency and remaining on brand, just laying it all out there. Part of the reason it's been so hard for me to get new episodes together is uh, because of this self-doubt That happens as soon as I realize whatever I'm doing has gained any attention at all or is being perceived by anyone, which is weird because, I mean, that's why I do or make anything that I make. And when I get caught lacking, this really strong self-doubt starts to take over. I start to fear... uh, for the quality of whatever I'm making. I'm asking myself, am I being repetitive? What if my intro monologues start to suck? What if uh, I've said that one thing before? Oh man, I've taken so many breaks and it's been so long. What if no one wants to listen anymore? And so on and so on. Just all this dumb shit, you know? Playing in bands, I've always been able to lean on my bandmates and brothers to lead me through these times, both as a sounding board, but as a backup engine to keep the creative vessel moving. But with the podcast, I'm on my own, left to my own devices and downfalls. And I need my own discipline and motivation. Now, the only antidote to this is a message that I tell myself and that I have written to myself and literally hung on the wall of my studio to keep me on track and keep me in touch with the real reality of my existence. And this message is, I am not that important. My creations are not that important and certainly not important enough that someone will criticize or ridicule me in any way that means anything. So just make whatever you're going to fucking make. Now, that's not some mindless self-deprecation. It's not to say that uh, 
nothing I do or make is worth anything at all. It's quite the opposite. Something doesn't need to be important or be seen as important or be important to others for it to be meaningful. And the meaning for me is in making it and connecting with whoever connects with what I'm making. So I use the term important in kind of highlighting the negative perceptions about what I'm making. It doesn't need to be important. It just needs to be meaningful to me. When I read that thing that I wrote, that message, or I say it out loud, like I am now, and internalize it, it really gives me so much relief. It helps so much. It gives me space and freedom. It also brings me to this difficult realization over and over again that my self-doubt is actually ego-driven. Uh, being so worried that I won't be looked at a certain way or that I won't receive praise for what I'm doing, and uh, which I didn't think I needed, but I realized that like the the dark shadow of my fragile ego, you know, sits in the sewers of my consciousness, whispering through the manhole cover that I do need these things when I don't. So I'm here, yet again, longing for that freedom of articulating what a fragile and weak human I am, uh, and appreciating you for listening to anything I have to say and connecting with it. Because, as I've said before, whether it's two people or 2,000 people listening to this, it carries the same meaning for me. It's still meaningful to me, and it's meaningful to whoever connects with or relates to what I'm saying. So, that's enough of that particular babbling. Let's move on to some different babbling. Uh just recently finished the last Sound of Animals fighting shows for the year. It was uh, five shows over two weeks. We played Portland, Seattle, Denver, Atlanta, and Orlando. So we were flying out, flying home for a couple days, and flying back out. First weekend, flew to Seattle had a lovely dinner with everybody the night before our show, played Seattle, had a great time. We were supposed to take a train to Portland, but there was a landslide on, uh, on the way that canceled that train. So we ended up, uh, you know, just being driven to Portland, which is only a few hours away. Flew to Denver, played an awesome show. Flew home to Northern California, spent two days at home. Then Wednesday morning, flew to Atlanta, chilled in Atlanta, and played uh, The Masquerade, which was also a really awesome show. And then, you know, got back to the hotel around midnight had like a 5.30 a.m. lobby call 
which is brutal because you don't just go back to the hotel and go straight to sleep. Uh, you know, you shower, you change, you get your bag together, and then you get that amazing sleep anxiety where you're like, I have four hours to sleep. I better go to sleep. And then you can't fall asleep. And then you're like, oh, I have three hours and 15 minutes left. Still can't sleep. That's all right. We've all dealt with uh, sleepless nights. And that's nothing new or weird being on tour. But that next morning at Atlanta Airport, which I've now come to find out is statistically the busiest airport in the world now. Apparently like 75.5 million people go through that airport every year just because it's also a hub for so many international flights. Uh, when we're flying from show to show, we're already working with like really thin margins of time. Well, that particular morning, due to, I mean, it, it can't be anything else besides logistical incompetence by people at the airport and TSA in conjunction. Uh, that was a Friday morning, and we spent like hour and 45 minutes going through security. Uh, TSA pre-check and clear weren't much better. Those that had it barely made the flight and those that didn't definitely didn't make it. So of 13 people, three or four made it on the flight barely and the rest didn't make it and had to rent cars and drive from Atlanta to Orlando, not getting there till right before our uh, VIP meet and greet and doors, which is kind of like a chaotic and hectic way to have our last, last show. But the vibe of the group was so good. Uh, as soon as everybody was back together, we got to it, did our thing, and the show went off without a hitch. By the time I got home from that last weekend, though, I was thrashed. It took me a few days to recover, but as I always say, it's those times we suffer the most with others that we care about that we can kind of like look back on so fondly. Not all the time, but a lot of the time, those really shitty, shitty times make for great memories. So on the way home... I don't do this very often, but I was listening to my last episode with Adam and Aaron from In the Defense of Ska, and I just got to give credit and thanks to those guys for being such awesome guests, so involved and funny and just so so cool. They have such a great perspective on things. It's a great ratio of not giving a fuck and putting some people on blast while still being mindful of other things. And I just found it to be a really entertaining conversation for myself. And so uh, thanks, Aaron and Adam. You guys were wonderful guests and I, I really enjoyed that episode. So for this week, we have another field report with a former guest and friend of the pod, Mr. Brian Diaz. 
this conversation was recorded probably back in uh, July or August. And I didn't mean for it to be banked for so long, but it just happened that way. And uh, I kind of like it. I enjoy this sort of mini time capsule thing that happens. And I think that these conversations with people on the road, um, especially, are still just as vital and potent because, you know, how we do things on tour may change, but the faculties and the tenets of tour actually never change. Now, whether you're staying in a Motel 6 or a four-star hotel, what you're trying to do on a day off and, and things that are great and things that are inconvenient largely stay the same. So you really uh, still get all the vital information and you get the vibe and you have this picture painted that's still just as relevant. And when it takes place is pretty irrelevant, to be honest. Um, this was a time when Brian was on tour with Bush they were supporting Alice in Chains. So, you know, it's a sizable tour. And as we do, I ask all of my annoying little detail-driven questions that my own curious mind always wants to know. And as always, Brian is uh, very articulate and entertains all that very well. So I and you listening get really clear picture of what's going on, what his experience is, what his vibe is. And that's really all I'm trying to convey in doing these field reports, which is for those who have never been on tour to kind of really see what it's all about. And to all my fellow musicians and uh, music adjacent people that work on the road or in music, you know, to corroborate and relate to your experiences. And yeah, it just is still vital and I still really enjoy it. So this is me catching Mr. Brian Diaz on a day off somewhere in middle America. And this is his field report. Oh, and about the sound quality, just feel the phone booth vibes. What's up, bro? What's up, man? Hey, I'm sorry for calling you late. I totally no, lost track of time getting back. I didn't realize how late because they tell you an appointment time and you end up waiting. So, my bad. Oh, dude, I'm I'm all good. I'm not doing shit. I'm just chilling here. Oh, that's tight. Where are you? I am in Fayetteville, Arkansas. I have two days off here in between Houston and wherever we're going next, which I think is somewhere in Arkansas. I believe we're playing like the Walmart amphitheater or something. 
And are you, who are you on tour with right now? I am I am on tour with Bush right now, opening for uh, Alice in Chains. Oh, cool! How have those shows yeah. been? Is it cool to watch Alice in Chains, or or do you even care yeah. about that band? Or? Honest, no, I, I do. I mean, it, it's weird. Like, it's like I gr- I grew up listening to them, like like you know, grunge era, um, and I saw them with Lane Staley back in you know ninety two or ninety three or whatever, and oh. haven't seen them obviously since like he passed away. Um, and they've had a new singer. I, I say new, like in quotes. I mean, he's been in the band since 2006. Yeah, he holds so it down. He he does. He's amazing. He's he sounds great. Um, obviously, a lot of it, a lot of the sound of that band is Jerry Cantrell and him. You know, vocally harmonizing and just like his Jerry's True. guitar playing. But the rest of the yeah. band is all the you know, it's like original guys essentially and. It, I've no, I've never seen him with Will, so I, I did you know I still refer to him as the new guy, but he's been in the band since 2006, so he's probably been in the band longer than I think Wayne Staley was. But um, and the shows are great, like it's all like amphitheaters, like all outdoor, you know, either you're burning hot or it's like a nice, you know, breezy evening. But it's yeah. like yeah, you know, and like no in between, it's just like suffer all day and then. Uh, yeah, you know whatever, but it's it's cool. It's a ton of people. People are stoked on all the bands. The, the uh, Breaking Benjamins on it as well. They're um, I don't really know too much about them, and I don't really get to see them because they play while I'm packing up. So, but are they it's like been cool, cool though. They're cool guys. They're not totally cool. Like I've you know they they throw an after party every night that everyone goes to, and it's it's fun, man. It's it's like it has that summer camp feel like almost like a warp tour like we're hanging out in the parking lot kind of deal mm-hmm. but you know and you know that i'm you know from i'm sure many summers of doing that so sure yeah but, yeah that's probably the sign of like a pretty decent to uh, pretty good tour when you have that vibe yeah that means like yeah, enough everyone, people like get saying, along to like hang. yeah totally and like, rad, i'm like i'll say like musically like musically it's not a hundred percent my wheelhouse. Like it's not what I love, but it's like, you know, I'm, I'm working and the tour is big and I, you know, I work for a good, you know, the artist that I work for is really cool. So it's, I have no complaints, you know, it's cool. That's rad. Um, random question in the set list, mm-hmm. does Allison chains ever play wood from the single soundtrack? I mean, literally every night that's like the next, I mean, not as the, like a spoiler oh. or anything, but they 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 it's the next to last song every night. That's, That's how so I know awesome. I'm about to come down. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. They they play that. They 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 play quite a bit from you know older records, and they do play a few new songs. Which you know I'm I don't I'm not familiar with those records as much as I am with you know like the yeah. single soundtrack and all, all that stuff. But for um, sure, you know the the fans that come to see them are super into it. So that's you know. That's all that matters, and you know, and the same thing with Bush too. Like Bush is playing like handful of, uh, you know, greatest hits and then a handful of newer stuff. And, you know, the, the people who are coming to see them specifically are, you know, are into both. So that's cool. Yeah. I mean, love it or hate it. Anybody at our age was like going through high oh, school yeah. while hearing Rooster and Dem Bones and uh, oh, from Bush sure. by Glycerin. Glycerin by Bush at that time was like, I, you couldn't escape that song. 
oh, everywhere. It, it was massive. It was massive. And it's like those like combined, those two bands have like a catalog of just like straight up radio hits. You know what I mean? And yeah. that's, and that's, there's something to be said for that. Like 25 years later, you know, people are still familiar with these songs and still like wanting to go see these, these bands. And like, you know, they're in, in a different format, obviously like, you know, different members and stuff, but like the songs and the, themselves and the, the songwriters of people who are, you know, involved in the creation of that music, some of them are still there. So it's, yeah. it's cool that it's, it's like uh, it's kind of stood the test of time in a way as far as yeah. rock music goes. Cause you know, you know, things change so drastically over the years. Yeah. So are you one guitar tech? Like, do you, mm-hmm. or are you handling just Gavin or both yep. dudes when they play? No, guitar? I, I handle, I handle Chris trainer. Gavin has his own tech, but I handle okay, Chris cool. who's been the guitarist in Bush. I think since like, I, I mean, I don't know. I mean, his, his, like his history is that he's from the hardcore scene. He's, uh, he was the guitarist in the band Orange Nine Millimeter, and then oh, and he's Chicago dude. Oh, cool. He's a long, he's a Long Island guy. Yeah, like oh, Orange okay. Nine was uh, Orange Nine was a New York band. That's uh, Chaka from Burn and oh, you know, you're right, like, dude. Like, I always yeah, yeah. I stupidly <laughs> get them mixed up with the Bull Weevils in my head, who are the Chicago band. Oh. <laughs> Orange Nine Millimeter. Yeah, you're right. Orange yeah, Nine Millimeter. Orange Nine was yeah. kind of like more of a hardcore like. You're they, right. You know, they played the first Warp tour and all that. And you know they were a band that I they were a band I really liked, and then he went on to go play in Helmet, which oh that's know, right yeah. yeah yeah he played he played guitar in Helmet for a while and um, so we had that connection there like we're you know we were we knew the same people and we had the you know mutual friends and stuff but he's been playing with Bush for quite some time and now um you know I'm work I'm working on his stuff which is pretty oh, I mean cool. it, it used to be pretty complex and now it's it's fairly simple so my days are not as um not as much of a beat down as it could be you know yeah but i love that cool. and uh how's the catering on this tour are you eating well well let me tell you it's it's good it it was really good we had um caterers that traveled with us which is like you know mm-hmm. that's a that's a big luxury in uh big luxury you know and you 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 know the deal like if you're if you have a tour that's carrying caterers it's kind of you're kind of balling, but a big unfortunately, tour. yeah, unfortunately they were having a lot of issues with, um, their bus breaking down and their truck breaking Aww. down to where it started becoming more of an expense for them to continue on the tour. And they were going to, I guess they had gone home for a week or so and they were going to try to regroup, but it just, it, it didn't end up happening. Like they never came back. And I had actually left because I, I had to go to Brazil to do rock and Rio and they they left during that week, and when I came back, I was like, "Where where um, Amber and and Jake, which is the, they were like the head of the catering." I was like, "Where are they?" And uh-huh. they're like, "Oh, they're gone. They're just done for the tour," which really sucked because they were a fucking cool. They were cool. They were you know married couple, you know kind of young, and like they would hang with us every night, and like awesome. that's the people you that's the people you want to hang with on tour yeah. with the caterers because yeah. you know they they keep the machine running, you know. Um, totally. And you know they would always be like, "Oh, we always get the shittiest beer." So I was like, oh, "I'll just I'll get beer on our bus stock list, and I'll get I'll get stuff for you guys too." So it that's was, really uh, sweet of you. Bro. It was a cool that's like sick. yeah, it was like nice little trade off, you know. They, they and they were just like a good hang. Unfortunately, just it just didn't work, you know. But um, 
yeah, catering's been catering's been good. I mean, the last couple of days have been a little dicey just because it's, you know, you don't have that yep. consistency. Like, you have that, like, all right, what are we getting today? We're in Houston, and it's like, eh, it's a, you know, this kind of this kind of sucks, or, you know, like, whatever it is. Like, eh, totally. it wasn't as good as when we had our own guys out, you know? Totally. I dig it, bro. So are you on yeah. day one or two of your two days of day off? I'm on day one. We rolled in. We rolled in this morning, and last night I had this. Uh, I took a a cannabis gummy that really fucking knocked me out, and I I, just, I woke up and I was like, I was like, there's no way it's already. I was like, there's no way it's already 10 a.m. And we're like parked in front of the hotel. I was like, my I'm like my clock must have not reset to whatever time, even though I was still in the same time zone. I was like, no yeah. way. I'm like, it's not 10. I wake up and there's like cheese waiting for us. I'm like, man, I'm like, I've like dosed myself. I'm pretty <laughs> lightweight. So that so was like, it was, it, I mean, it was a good night's rest though. So, you know, day yeah. one or two and I'm, you know, I'm in it. <laughs> that's a crucial, that's a crucial sleep you had though, bro. Your body knew oh, you had yeah. day off. So. Yeah. yeah. No, you know, everyone needs that day to reset. And like, I don't need to necessarily see the rest of my crew today or anything. Like I kind of, you know, no offense to anybody. I'm always like, I think I mentioned it last time, you know, uh, you need those days off where you just kind of spend time alone, whether it's in your room or you go walking around. Like I just gotta, I gotta like reset. Cause it's, you know, totally. we're, we're in the home stretch though. Like it sounds like a lot, but we have like 12 more shows left. And that's kind of, this tour has been like, seems like it's been going on forever. So Having yeah. having the, like an end in sight and having these like days off are kind of like key because otherwise I'd I'd be losing my mind. Are you home for a while after this one? After these twelve shows? Yeah, kind of. I'm kind of you know just waiting. Twenty twenty three is like the you know that's kind of the thing to look forward to now because getting a schedule in place for that like I have some yeah. things that are happening so. I'll, cool. I'll start, I'll start seeing dates for that. And that'll be, you know, I'll, I'll, I can, I can sort of take the rest of the year off. I might just do a couple of things here and there. Might try to work on some more like photo stuff, trying to shoot stuff. And, Love it. You know, you know, just trying to fill, fill the time, you know? Oh, you stay creative. You always stay busy. So I got respect I, for that, man. I, tr I try to, man. I even brought out a little, I, you know, I, obviously, you know how it is, like, on a bus. It's, there's not a lot of room to bring instruments and all sorts of crap, especially if, like, I'm not the artist, you know, <laughs> like, on a, yeah. on a bus full of text and whatever. But I, I brought a little keyboard, and, I, you know, I have my little recording stuff so I can I can mess around while I'm, while I'm in, like, on days off and stuff like that. Just, you know, just to get ideas out and stay yeah. kind of creating, you know. That's rad. Um, have you scoped out what you're going to go eat later since you're probably nearing dinner time? Um, yeah, my, I mean, I'm pretty predictable when it comes to this stuff. Like I'll, I, my first thing I always look for is like local breweries that, you know, like, like through pub kind of deals. Like I just, Legit. you know, I just want to, I want to have like whatever the local beer is. And then usually they have some food there. I don't go too crazy. Unless it's like a place that has, a very specific restaurant I want to, I, I like, or that I want to try or something that I need to have. Like, you know, in Texas, it was like, all right, we got to get barbecue, you know, where's the barbecue spot? 
But in a mm-hmm. place like this, like this is a very college town vibe. Um, I did have breakfast at like a Mexican, like a brunch kind of thing at a Mexican place that was really good. It was definitely nice. like, you know, uh, like uh, I, don't, I don't even know how to put it on Mexican, but, um, you know, like hipster Mexican. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, but it was it was really good, and I was like, well, maybe I'll do like lunch, like lunch tomorrow there, but uh, yeah, other than that, it's like I'm kind of just scouting out breweries. It's a it's a very college town, like um, yeah. Since I didn't even know where you were, I you know there was a there was a chance that I could ask you that. You know, like literally the best thing by me is a Chipotle or something because we end. Up I mean, it's happened. Too. Oh yeah, yeah it, it happened a, time, a few days yeah. ago. We were a few days ago. I think the the coolest thing we had was uh, a Jersey Mike's, and I was like, hey, <laughs> That's we were talking about yeah, we were talking about it just before we came in here. I was like, I'm like, thank God it sounds like another Jersey Mike's day. Like where I'm just like, oh, I guess I'm having this fucking Italian sandwich, and it's gonna <laughs> not be that great, but it's gonna be the only thing that's you know, it's the only thing that's nearby. Or alternatively, like there are things around, but they're just a little too far to walk and a little too close to Uber where you're like, man, am I really going to call an Uber to go like this far, but it's yeah. like 110 degrees out because the world is burning. So, like, <laughs> every, you know, like every city you go to, it's like, well, I could go to that thing and I could bake while I'm walking. Like, it's just like my skin is burning or, you know, yeah. I, well, I, it's like I can't. A- it's like a five minute walk, but you have to walk alongside a giant road or highway with like no sidewalk. Well, well that was, dude, that's another, that's another thing like, I, I keep on bringing one. up on this tour. I'm like, we've had a, two days off now where, where we're like in places where there's no sidewalks. And I almost want to, I want to like suggest to travel agents to look up it, you know, especially if you're booking a, um, a, a hotel or accommodations for, people in buses who don't have alternate transport, like they you yeah. need to have them in places that, that are walkable. Like exactly. some of these places just are not walkable. I walked along, uh, like, um, in an industrial court, we stayed in like this industrial court where there was no sidewalks anywhere. And to get where I had to go, I had to cross like a four lane, like uh, almost like a highway. And yeah, totally. <laughs> that was the closest thing to eat. And I'm like, man, <laughs> It happens, you know, the deal, you know, and you're like, you, and on top of that, you look crazy walking around in, in a place like <laughs> Texas, everyone's in like their cars and you're walking around and people are just looking at you like, oh, that guy must've lost his license or something, you know, he's just like walking around like a fucking weirdo, but here, you know, exactly here I am. <laughs> yes, so, that's exactly right, and I've totally been there. And you would even us, we don't even realize what a factor that's going to be. You know, people like us who have mm. toured a lot, and we forget how often we end up in these places where you can't walk anywhere. <laughs> it's fucked. No, I, I, it's so strange. If, you know, there was a tour where we, uh, like, I think it was like 2014, where we put uh, not a hitch on the back of the bus, but like a bike rack, like a, it, it held three bikes. And really? I brought my bike, uh, drum tech brought a bike and our lighting guy, Rob brought a bike awesome. and yeah. we, me and Rob mostly would go, we would line check your thing, like set up and the band never came in to sound check. So we, we'd have like pretty, essentially the whole day off, like from 1 PM until the end of the day and like, or showtime. 
so we would we would just hop on our bikes and ride into town and we were at these amphitheaters and you know how like they're never in the middle of anything they're like in the middle of yeah. nowhere so, so we'd go far. on these like yeah we'd go on these like 20 mile bike rides just like all right like <laughs> you know 10 miles into town 10 miles back and we'd go in and get coffee and like get lunch and it was so like you get that little bit of freedom and a little bit yeah. you know especially in places where again you can't there's no sidewalk so i'm like well at least i have a bike and i'm like on some sort of, you know, people see me. I'm, like, I'm not just like a weirdo walking in the street. Yeah. Uh, even that was like pretty sketchy. Yeah, yeah. That was sketchy too, be. though. Because like you go to places where people don't expect bikes either. And they're just, the cars are flying by you. And you're like, oh, man. Totally. Uh, they just don't, they don't do anything unless it's in a car here. Yeah, you're right. So much of our country is going that direction, bro. So or do you have places you can walk to today? Yeah, actually, this, um, from what I can tell, I mean, I walked around just a little bit this morning, but from what I can tell, I mean, there's sidewalks and stuff. I'm looking out my window in my hotel. I'm like, yep, there's sidewalks, and there's some stuff nearby. There's, like, a small downtown, which I already scoped out. I was like, like, all right, brewery, Thai place, pizza place. Like, I don't know if any of it's going to be any good, but... You gotta just yeah. you gotta go for it. You know, I I'm not I'm not a like day off Uber Eats guy, like there's a lot of those, like people getting totally. like Grubhub or whatever. You know, and that's yeah. That's your prerogative. If you don't wanna leave your room, that's totally fine. But I need to like move around and I can't feel unless I'm really spent, but I kinda got the rest that I needed last night. Yeah. So now I'm like now I'm like yeah. ready to like go and do shit, so yeah, I only do that on the yeah. days that there's nowhere to fucking walk. <laughs> so, no, no, yeah. you know, and that, that's like, it was such a bummer. Like last one we stayed at was in, you know, it was like Dallas, quote unquote, Dallas, Texas. I mean, we were in the suburbs and the suburbs are not geared towards pedestrians. Yeah. It's all, not um, at all, you know, it's all, yeah. it's all traffic and like, like malls and stuff. I'm like, that's eh, kind of whack. Like, not that I, you know, I, I'm not, you know, Dallas isn't well, like a, my top 10 city, but. I know there's stuff to do if you're in downtown, not like out in the burbs. So, yeah, whatever. Exactly. It's cool. I mean, I just I'm I gotta always have to remember like I'm here working. This isn't supposed to be for me to like. It's yep. gonna be uncomfortable time at times, you know. It's still just work, so whatever. That's legit. Hey. Yeah. And uh, you're doing it to the max as you always do so thank you for uh taking the time to chat and give your uh field course, report man. Bro. yeah things are it. things are all right out here you know well we love to hear it we love to hear yeah, it buddy. everybody loves that you know you and everyone else gets to be out there and it's awesome yep. to get to chat so thanks for taking the yep, time man. to fill us in and i hope you enjoy your day off yeah buddy it's good uh catching up with you Welcome to us talking about our podcast for a minute. What's the name of that podcast? That's Axe to Grind. Uh, and right now you're going to be getting a little 
a little taste of it, right down to the shaking microphone and all. <laughs> and my name's Bob. And my name's Patrick. And usually we're joined by Tom. Tom's the best. Tom has a real grown-up job that requires him to be at work. But we talk about decidedly not-so-grown-up things like... Hardcore music and things that people that like hardcore music tend to like. So that could be the latest shows, uh, revisiting classic material, talking about the new classics, um, all the little dorm room nonsense that you imagine from a niche music podcast that, that you either love, want to love, or hate. Yeah, imagine all the emotions that you have towards a genre that, that uh, has impacted your life. Uh, and then condense them down to an hour to two hours a week. So triangulate your speakers. Think about jumping off the bed, singing along, dancing like an idiot, and listen to Axe Grind Podcast. <laughs>